Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. You heard it. It is another episode of Tailgater Sports. My name is Eric Roberts. You may have heard me referred to as Nick Soundwave on Menace's What's New podcast or even on The Woody Show. It doesn't matter what you call me. I'm just glad to have you here listening to Tailgater Sports. I have two guys with me. The first guy, his name is Randy. He is a Packers fan and an Anaheim Ducks fan. How you doing, Randy? Hey, what up, dude? The third guy of our trio, his name is Tyler. He's our punching bag. He is an Anaheim Angels fan and a Los Angeles Kings fan. How you doing, Tyler? What is up, everybody? So we have an awesome show planned out here. We're going to go a little bit over what the NBA is doing with their bubble city in Orlando. Let's just say it revolves around high-end chefs, Disney World access, and high-stakes poker games. But before we get into NBA talk, before we get into a little NFL talk, we have to talk about Randy's ass. Randy, how is your ass feeling? I know last week you took a couple pellets. They were called them nylon balls. I'm not going to call them nylon balls. I'm going to call them pellets because they were straight up marbles. You took a few marbles to the ass and the leg from the Woody Show's very own sea bass. How is your ass feeling, my man? It stings. You know, the uh, the butt wasn't too bad. After a few days, it kind of went away. It was the leg that lingered because there's not a, it's just, it's all fleshy. And so the second it got hit, it started to bruise up. And then I got those little welts that turned into uh, scabs. And then every time I pressed my leg onto something, it would just sting and it was the worst. So oddly enough, not getting shot in the butt hurt, getting shot in the leg really hurt. I want to debunk the story saying that it was a paintball gun that shot you or yeah. they were, what do they call it? Nylon bullets. Yeah. That's not a paintball. No, dude, these were little glass balls. They were, they were basically marbles. There's a riot gun. And here's the thing. I played, I played paintball. Anybody who has played paintball knows the setup of a paintball gun. You got the hopper on top. Mm-hmm. It feeds in the top. It's kind of, you know, free falling. Or if you're really into paintballing or whatever, you got some kind of mechanism to feed them quicker. If free falls in shoot one at a time, depending on how quick you can, you finger the trigger basically. Right. Yeah. What Seabass shot you with was not a paintball gun. That was not a paintball gun. I know they're like, oh, it's Tillman, whatever. Yes, Tillman does make paintball guns, and they're the more realistic ones to like look kind of like you know uh, real life assault rifles or whatever. Right, right, right. right? I've never seen a paintball gun single round loading from a magazine on the bottom, dude. That was a full blown, I don't know, anti riot gun maybe or a um, a souped up airsoft gun. But that was as far away from a paintball gun as I've ever seen one next to just a real gun. It didn't even have a hopper. It was was like a magazine. Yeah, that's the thing. I've never seen a paintball gun load from a magazine, let alone a single round magazine like that. Yeah. So the fact that they try to paint it as, no, this is a paintball gun, this is a paintball gun. Anybody who's held a paintball gun knows that that was not a paintball gun. Yeah, they were tripping hardcore. I'm like, there is no way in hell this is a paintball gun. Get out of here. No, if anything, it was closer to like an airsoft gun. Yeah, it was like a souped up airsoft gun, Tyler. It was ridiculous. Have you ever played paintball, either two of you? I have. I, uh, but never, how how do I, I don't want to say the word professionally, as in like, you know, uniforms, you got the, your own gun, you're sort of doing it at like a range or whatever. I did it at a camping retreat and that was pretty terrible because the balls were obviously cheap balls. And so they hit, they hurt a lot harder when they would hit you and they and some of them wouldn't even break when they hit you. Oh yeah. They would just ding right off you. Yep. It's like what are these things made out of? You, I feel your pain on that. Um I've definitely been paintballing once with a group of friends at my old job. Was a lot of fun. Uh for my first time, it it really wasn't that bad. I really wasn't that bad. With the exception of one area, I guess I'm I'm a little bit taller than most of my friends. So I guess I didn't duck down as much. And because of that, I got shot in the top of my head multiple times. <laughs> and I remember that hurting 
just a crap ton, and I was like, okay, I'm, getting getting I'm hit in the stomach if you're uh, getting hit in the stomach if you're fat hurts like a bitch, so See, bad. Okay, when I got shot with an airsoft gun, I remember I got shot at point blank range, and it was like a makeshift airsoft AK-47. And my buddy didn't realize it was loaded and he accidentally shot it in my stomach and it hurt so much that I couldn't even let out like a, like a scream or some uh. kind of noise. It's like I opened my mouth, but it was just dead silence. I couldn't say anything. And when you get smacked with one of those men in a tender spot, it just, it's like a, your muscles tense up oh, and yeah. as you release, the pain gets worse. It's almost a stinging sensation. And the longer you wait and the longer it festers, it's just the worst it gets. I went through a paintball phase where, you know, I was just kind of the one going along with my buddies who were really good and really into it. Mm -hmm. And when I was into it, I would randomly find like, you know, the YouTube videos or the paintball highlights of the professionals. And you're like, damn, yeah. how do you get into that stuff? Like, how do you become a pro at paintball? And then you, you fall into you usually fall into like a wormhole. Right. And you realize there's professional leagues for anything, really a paintball league that you, say, you win money here, you win money there, winning your tournaments, whatever. And for the most part, if you have a hobby, there's a professional aspect of it somewhere. If you find it, it's funny. We were talking about, you know, paintballing and stuff like that. And we were talking about whether or not we did. We played paintball before we started yeah. recording this. So I thought about the fact that with the lack of actual professional, professional sports, like big time NBA, NHL, MLB, NFL stuff going on right now, due to all the COVID shutdown, stuff like that, how much random ass sports has found its way onto TV and I'm thinking things like cornhole. I'm thinking things like um, uh, what's the what's the damn game you see? You see usually like on the high school campuses with the trampoline and the ball. Oh, oh spike, spike ball. ball, spike ball. Have you guys played spike ball? I, I haven't. That's, I, I see people playing. I've never played it, and I just can't even get, get the idea of it. That's like, like a common day frat boy game. It looks like I've, it looks like Foursquare, kind of almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you're I've, talking about. I've actually played it, and it is a lot harder than it looks. It's a ton of hand-eye coordination. You got to be really quick. Like if it's your first time doing it, you're going to suck and you're going to suck hard. This is another thing I've seen on ESPN in the last couple of months because there's no like big time sporting events on. So I'm on my overnight at Fox Sports and ESPN is on the, on the TV and they have spike ball championships or whatever, or cornhole championships. So I started Googling what are like the top weirdest sports, you know, I don't want to say leagues or sporting events you can get into. So I'm going to go over some of these weird sporting events, guys. And I want you to tell me if you think you'd have a shot at actually competing at a high level of it, okay? All right, let's hear it. So the first one I got here, guys, it's called wife carrying. Oh, I've seen that. The male competitor carries the wife and it's through an obstacle course. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's regulations on how they're carried, but I see pictures of, you know, it's kind of like a reverse piggyback. So it's the chick's legs over the, the back of the guy's neck with, yeah, her, yeah. with her face pretty much in his ass. <laughs> um, I don't know, but they're going through these like puddles and they're going up and over things. So how, how would you think you would fare it's like a tough mutter. Carrying. Yeah, like, tough mutter, but carrying your chick on the back. Yeah, I, I would do terrible. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bother. I wouldn't even show up. It just sounds like a miserable time. Like, what is there to win? It just sounds like back pain. Uh, back pain. Maybe a blown out hammy or something. Just something ridiculous. And then uh, you're gonna get dirty. She's gonna get dirty. She's gonna get mad. It's just. It's an all around headache. And it's gonna become. Why did you even bring me here? Yeah. Why are we doing this? This is stupid. That so. is a great comparison. Tough mutter. But yeah. with a, your wife on you. But with your wife stuck on you. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. What do you, you throw, could you throw a chick up over your back and, and complete a tough mutter? It's not that I can't. I think my thing is is I would be super worried that I'm going to twist my ankle or I'm going to blow my knee out. So I, I've been told, extra, I've been told from Tyler, I've been told from Tyler uh, verbatim that he likes him big. And so, unless Tyler okay. has, the, unless oh, Tyler okay. has the driving power, oh, okay, of a of, a, of an ox. Or just an absolute beast of a of a bull. 
I, I, he's gonna be in the same boat as me. Tyler's not. Tyler's gonna leave the parking lot. They're going to get on and be like, you know what? This is a bad idea. Let's go home. I'm going to say right now that um, I do not condone what Randy is saying. He is on his own free will. I don't know what he's talking about. So funny you should say that, Randy. Uh-huh. If Tyler is into the big women. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not say big. Big's not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Big's beautiful. Whatever. Here's a kicker then. So in the North American Wife Carrying Championship, guys, like wow. I said, there's one for everything. How do we get invited it. to that? The North American Wife Carrying Championship. Here's what the winner receives, guys. Now this, this is this. If you're into him big, yeah. Think about the payoff here. The right. winner receives his wife's weight in beer, okay. Five times his wife's weight in cash, and an entry into the world championships Ooh. in Finland. How does cash work though? How do you monetize someone's weight? So five times what she weighs. Oh, really? Yes, what it says. Yeah, five yeah. times. So five times your wife's weight or the chick's weight. Oh, let me do the math. Here. So you know, how long are, is it? Like a mile or something, or what? Okay, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't really that's, dive too deep insane. into the, the logistics right. of this. But right. I mean, you know, it's probably some strategy until you want a lighter one to to carry if it's stamina building. Mm, that's uh, pretty interesting. Because if you think about it, the payoff isn't even that crazy either. Let's say you're, you're all right. Let's say theoretically your your wife weighs what? Let's say, so let's say just, yeah, 150, got, yeah, 150, right? 150 on your back. Times five, right? Yep. F- five times her weight. That's $750. Plus 150 pounds of beer. That's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. That, that is a lot that of beer. That is a lot of beer. But for 750 bucks, I mean, depending on where this is, that's not even going to cover my flight. True, I, mean, true. I, don't, I don't know. Also, don't know. also, keep in mind that this is just thrown in the air. If you win, you could very well easily and most likely lose to somebody much more athletic than you are. And then it's like, well, great. I just blew up my back for $0 and zero pounds of beer. And your chick's probably <laughs> mad at you because you probably dropped her at one point. Oh, yeah. Depending on how you're holding her, she's upside down with your ass in her face going through this like tough mutter puddle. And the whole reason why you're there is because you told her that, oh, this is a pretty surefire. I'm going to win this for oh, sure. I'm, babe, I carry you all the time. I could win this easily. Let's we go. We all the time. I could do uh, this. And man. then you're seeing you got some fit gram couple on the far right. Of you oh, and yeah. You're like, We're toast. We're done. Let's just go enjoy our vacation. We don't need to go to Finland <laughs> at the end of the year. All right, here's the next one, guys. Cheese rolling. I've seen that. Cheese I've rolling. Seen that, yeah. that looks terrifying. That is always one that I see, and I don't know if I could win or do well at it, but I want to try it. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, just Google cheese rolling or Google cheese rolling at Cooper's Hill. It's an annual event in the United Kingdom, right, guys? So it's mm-hmm. a large cheese wheel, right? So yeah. it's a, a wheel of cheese for those who can't grab right, what we're right. saying here. It's not like a, a tie or anything. It's a giant wheel of cheese. And it's rolled down a steep hill, and it's as easy as it gets. Go get the cheese, and the first one to get the cheese wins. But the kicker is, this hill is so steep, guys, that you don't make it standing up. There's no, like, winner that gets to the bottom unscathed. It's pretty much get as many steps under you as you can before you fall and go tumbling down, and hopefully you don't break an arm. Do you think you could have any shot at winning the cheese rolling competition in the UK? I like to think that I, whenever I'm going downhill somewhere, everyone always takes it slow. Like if I go on a hike, I'm usually the one that kind of gallops ahead. So I like to think I'm really good at it. But every once in a blue moon, I'll completely just trip and eat it. I would probably do it, but I would probably eat it really bad because I would be way too confident going down the hill. that's, That's what I'm saying, man. Every time I see these highlights, I'm like, I think I could do it. Get your knees high. Watch out for the person in front of you. And that's the thing, too. It's everybody's going at one time. So it's hard enough to run down this this choppy straight downhill. But then you're doing it as a competition and you've got other people falling in front of you, falling into you. So I definitely, like Randy would say, I'd probably be a little too confident and probably just 
fall on my face two steps down the hill. Now, I know Tyler. I, I want to hear what Tyler has to you say. You know, um, back in the day, I had a hill that I would kind of roll down. So <laughs> let's, hear, let's hear your rationalization, Tyler, as to why you would actually be okay at this. I'm actually going to bow out. I would be terrible at this because I know for a fact that once I start running downhill, I will quickly lose my balance. And I know that because I'm a bigger dude, I will probably roll down the hill faster than the actual cheese wheel. So I'm going to completely miss it. So guys, I'm reading up on this as we're talking, right? So they actually say there's never really a winner that catches the cheese wheel because of how fast it gets going. They say even with their head start, there's no way you're physically going to catch up to the wheel. So the winner is actually just whoever crosses the finish line at the bottom. So that might even change up my my strategy going into this, where I'm just going straight falling and going try to tumble as fast as I can. Screw trying to stand upright. I'm just going tumble speed and trying to take out people on the way to the finish line. I also read right now in 1997, guys, 33 competitors went to the hospital with broken bones. Yeah. Nope. I believe I'm that. good. <laughs> pass. Pass. Yeah. Hard. Hard pass. It's actually a uh, very important question. What kind of cheese are we talking here that's rolling down the hill? <laughs> See, if it's Gouda, maybe Tyler runs a little faster. Now, or something. Oh, yeah. If it's Gouda, if it's smoked Gouda, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and catch I it. I love this topic because I love obscure sports. Even the ones that people call fancy, even the ones that people love, like polo, makes no sense. Why do people play it? I don't know. It's a rich game. But why would you want to play that? You can play anything Dude. for less of a price and not be a pompous prick. Now, I have to introduce... The one country in, in the world that is the home for random obscure sports, and that is the country of Ireland. Have you seen the games that go on in Ireland? Oh. I have a list in front of me of the 10 most popular sports in Ireland. Okay, so number one, soccer. We all know soccer. Yep. Football, we get it, whatever. Yeah. The next, Gaelic football. So this essentially is a variation of rugby, soccer, and I, I want to say volleyball? I guess they basically carry this big old ball like that's shit that looks like a volleyball up okay. and down the field and they get into this basket and it's massive there. Like they have stadiums of thousands upon thousands of people. Then we have golf. Okay, we get it. Hurling. Hurling is a sport that I saw the other day because somebody I know on Facebook was with somebody else. You ever go in those wormholes like you click on someone and you click on someone oh, else? Yeah, the rabbit hole. Yeah, the rabbit yeah. hole. So this person, his family's from Ireland, and I guess they went to the big the championship for hurling. This is sort of a variation of almost paddleball slash field hockey, I guess. And when they have, it's regarded as the fastest game on earth. Hurling is played by two teams equipped with sticks called hurlies, chasing a small ball across a football-sized field. Hurling is native to Ireland. It's hugely popular, and you have to be extremely brave, skilled, and fit to play this tremendous game. Here's the kicker, too. Everyone that plays isn't a professional athlete. They're like, the way it was described, pub owners, teachers, insurance salesmen, and this game is massive in the country. Imagine being a salesman during the day, and at night you're playing in front of 60,000 people smacking a ball around. That'd be pretty cool. I was playing croquet with my family over the weekend, and I'm mm -hmm. sitting there thinking, I'm like, what kind of backdoor country yeah. BS was, was did this originate from? And that's the thing, man. I have so many white person lawn sports. Mm -hmm. Cornhole. Cornhole's on ESPN all over the place right now because there's nothing on ESPN. Right. Those guys are making 10s, 20s, $30,000 a year just on cornhole championship prizes. And it's stuff like that when you see cornhole on ESPN and you see these guys, and they're literally just like two guys who pulled up in a Chevy truck, it looks like, half the time. And it's like, how are these guys winning twenty five grand right now when I do this in my backyard drunk every weekend at my barbecue? Mm -hmm. That's what I love, man. That's what I love the pioneer people that jump onto the sport and they're like, you know what? Screw it. We can't really be good at anything else. Let's do this. Perfect example. The last Winter Olympics, the U.S. team won the gold. How much you want to bet those dudes 
were hockey players that just it didn't really work out for them. And like, you know what, dude? Screw it. Let's join the curling team. Exactly, man. They're from Minnesota. It makes sense. And they won gold. So it's like there's so many sports. Plus, the Olympics is such an awesome place because every year, every time it goes down, I always forget about like a quarter of the games that are happening. I randomly came across a sport called bandy. Bandy. Look and it's, it up. it's bandy. like soccer on an ice hockey rink. Huge Ooh, field. Okay. Oh, I saw that. And it's it might be they might have field hockey sticks too. I think it's like the size of soccer when it comes to the field and goal on an ice hockey rink with like ice hockey players, mm-hmm. and it's insane. And living in America, you're not really you don't get outside of your American bubble. You got the NFL, which is king over here. You got the NBA and got the MLB and the NHL is very regional, right? And then you you randomly stumble upon stuff outside of that sports world, and you just realize. Crap, dude, why did I spend so much time as a failing basketball player? What? Dude, right? Bandy. This this a rink is a massive. Is it bandy? It's Bandy. All right. It's so the gonna... final between Russia and Sweden. Dude, this this the rink is like two yeah. hockey rinks next to each we're other. We're gonna have to find a video and get a video up onto our IG after we post this so people can figure out what we're talking. It's insane. What Give the it a hell? Google search. Bandy. B-A-N-D-Y. Or... It's ice hockey. On a soccer field, it's insane to see. You got slide tackles. It's it's wild, and it's just it's so funny because you think about you look at these sports and you're like somebody must have just put it together. Been like, all right, it's a sport, but people picked it up and right? they ran with it. Right. All right. One last random sport, guys, before we move on, and I just want to get your opinion on it just because it sounds hilarious to me. Shin kicking. Oh, I've seen that too. Shin, Shin kicking. kicking. It's, like, it's like a South a South American sport, right? It might be. And it says it originated in England in the 17th century, which makes kind of sense. It probably wasn't a lot to do back in the 17th century. And it's as easy as it gets, guys. It's You kick the opponent in the shin until somebody taps out. How do you think you'd do in a game of shin kicking? Not good. Not good. Definitely I can't I can't good. take a Razor scooter to the shin. I'm sure Ooh. I can't take multiple you kicks to that. Too, so I think somebody would probably hear that and kick you a little high. Yeah. You An accidental kick. You don't kick. got the elasticity, I think, to really get some power into your the kick. The accidental kick and then uh, shin kicking becomes into uh, face punching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many shin kicking games end with face punching games? Oh, speaking uh, of speaking of uh, of kicking and punching and stuff, have you seen, too, that it's starting to get some traction? Because I, I remember it because I was getting a lot of ads on my Facebook about it. Slapping. I've seen that. Yeah, there, there were a Weird, couple videos. Man. Why do people play viral. that? Why do people do that? And, and a lot of them are weirdos. Like a lot of like one guy had face tattoos. Yeah. Eyes were tattooed. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that. And it's always funny because you see some of the matchups, and I'll be like, guys, check out this like WTF. And it's some skinny, scrawny dude getting manhandled by some massive mountain of a man from Russia or something. And it's like, how are these two even in the, yeah. the same yeah. weight class? Yeah, there, is there is there a weight class? And how does this guy get this far along the bracket? Speaking of uh, weight classes and stuff, are you a big UFC guy? Or do you ever watch stuff? For, or not too much? I mean, I watch it. It's, I'm not like, you watch I'm it? not following it. Following what about it, you, Tyler? I, I'm. And yeah, that's where I, I hold I, the conversation. So, I know who like the big names are and stuff like that. I, I know a little bit. So I guess an old UFC guy decided to start up a, a federation of fighting, except the kicker is it's not UFC, it's bare-knuckle boxing. So just dudes wailing Some on each like other. Kimbo slice backyard yeah, stuff. Bar, like bare-knuckle stuff. And I'm like, who, who Dude, in the right mind signs up for this fighting, stuff? Being a professional fighter is insane to me because the fact that you literally just sit there all day and you think, okay, well, eight hours away, yeah, six hours away, seven exactly. hours away. It's like when you're in school. If you ever got in a fight in school and you're sitting there in class, you're like, damn, fourth period, it's after six, I'm about to go fight this guy. Damn, fifth period, damn, half a period left, and you're sitting there just sweating. And this I is know, just for like I know. a five-second little, you know, probably a little tussle. These guys are like, okay, well, I'm going to get into the ring and have this guy literally try to kill me 
for up to 25 minutes, depending on the, t- yeah. the type of bout. Yeah, if I remember, one of the current WWE wrestlers is like a three-time champion, I think, in like bare-knuckle boxing or something why? like that. It's pretty like, insane. Why, why would anybody just, ever want to sign up for that? Why would anybody it, ever want to do that? It makes look, look, no Brandon, sense. A lot of people sometimes have pent-up energy they need to release, and sometimes that's how they do it. And a lot of these professional fighters did come from like the streets where they yeah, fought all the time sense. where they're monsters. I would not mess with I mean, obviously, I would not mess with a UFC fighter or a professional yeah. fighter because they're just built different, dude. And a lot of them are pretty nice guys. A lot of them are they go through faith and stuff like that. But some of them are just mean people because that's what their upbringing was. Ooh, OK. One more before we leave. We got a little bit of football to talk after this. What do you guys think about darts? Because every now and then a darts highlight gets circulated it's usually the championship ones that get circulated. So it's literally an arena of 15,000 people watching a little darts game, and they go nuts. I don't understand the rules of darts. I've never okay. played it really, but they go crazy. It's like a giant pub with 25,000 people going nuts over a darts game. Yeah, I don't get it. I think we need to attend maybe a darts game because the highlights of these, they're just insane. And I'm not sure exactly what's more insane. The guy that's completing like multiple shots that that are just like really hard or the announcers that are just going absolutely ballistic for these guys i think one of the best lines i've ever heard is one of the guys hits like six perfect shots in the row and the announcer says something like oh it's a darty party and i was yep. like that's one of the best lines i maybe have ever heard in announcing that oh was just awesome and i'm watching that same highlight because i remember that line and i'm thinking he wasn't even hitting bullseyes but the people were freaking out there was great shots apparently they're like oh it's only been done a certain amount of times in this last crazy amount of time and I'm like, yeah. I thought I thought the purpose of darts was go for the bullseye every time. Yeah. So the game that they're playing is called 301, and you start with the score of 301, and it's the first person to get down to zero. So the points uh, that the guy was hitting, he was hitting the triple 20, so it's 60 points, and he hit it like so many times in a row. So his score in the game was over just like in a matter of minutes. Tyler's Rain Man sports brain, dude. Of course you're a darts <laughs> guy. Of course you just rattle off the rules to the, some random darts game. Off the top hey of man, head. I've played I've played 301 in the bars when I'm drunk. It's actually pretty fun. And you know what? If you guys are up for it, the rules of 301 are very simple. I would be willing to propose that we maybe throw that in the Tailgater Olympics. Ooh. Mm, okay. Maybe we have to get a, you have a dartboard anywhere, or we have to go to a bar. I, I'm, then, sh- then I'm sure I can find how one. much content we're getting done. You know at what? The I'm bar. I'm sure we could do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure we could do darts and then also do that punching machine. I'm sure that could oh, double down one? the power one. Oh, that could double down as a little side bet. Yeah, too, that works too. Just, as long as we have a camera and recording it, we could do whatever the hell we want. So I think we're down for darts. So that's uh, would that be event number four in Tailgater Olympics? We're slowly building to our, our so. summer reveal you, here. I know you people... sent us a picture of something that I want to do over the weekend. I don't know if Tyler's up for it though the tailgate olympics and that's the hockey pucks and the mini oh, goals oh yeah we could do a little accuracy oh with i my, did see that that looks really fun like we could do that so yeah that would i've be, been seeing would that be five i've been seeing that a ton that would be five we yes, would have would uh five. strikeout slash home run derby mini golf well the olympics isn't only one event you yeah know, yeah it's a, it's yeah a I know. stretch of some you know? yeah so i'm just trying to get a tally here where we're at so we got uh home run slash strikeout derby mini golf darts Hockey accuracy and wasn't it half court shots in basketball? Half court shots in basketball. So we're at five right now. I know people are itching. People are talking online. They're following. I Randy posted. Randy stirred up a little controversy here with his uh, Clay and Kershaw post that he posted on Instagram. <laughs> so people are following. Um, it's going to come down probably in the month of July, I would say. Yeah, and Randy did hit me up over the weekend asking if we could uh, maybe have some custom jerseys made. So we're going to try and go all out with this thing. I mean, yeah. why not? 
You no, know? yeah, definitely. We are gonna we are in the works of some jerseys. We may offer them out to the public if we could get a little website, maybe get the proceeds going out to a charity. We are in the works with that. But if you are interested in possibly a Tailgater Sports jersey, go comment on Instagram at Tailgater Sports anywhere in the comments. Tag any of us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Roberts11. Hey, it's Randall. Tyler the board up on Twitter. The same things on Instagram. Tag us, mention us, mention Menace. Menace loves to know that we're actually doing stuff on here. So let us know if you would be interested in any kind of tailgater Olympics gear. Maybe that be a jersey. Maybe that just be a nice little straight tee. We're in the early stages of it, but the ball is moving. Don't worry. To one very lucky fan, I will personally sign my jersey. Oh, my God. What was this, a competitive eating jersey? No, that's just bacon. He sweats grease. (laughs) So, yeah, that's Hey, It's Randall on Instagram and Twitter. And Tyler the Board Up on Instagram and Twitter. And I am on Instagram at eSoundWave. Go ahead and tag us. Mention us wherever you want us. If you see any funny sports highlights, mention us and we'll shoot the ish with you in the comments. So there's a few football topics that I want to hash it out with you guys real quick. One just broke right as we hit record on this podcast. I know you guys are Hard Knocks fans. How dope is it going to be when Hard Knocks is being filmed right down the street at SoFi Stadium with not one, but both L.A. teams, the Los Angeles Chargers and the L.A. Rams, are your Hard Knock teams going into next season. It's pretty sick. It's actually pretty cool that they're going to follow their journey into the new SoFi Stadium. They're going to see how good the QBs are. And uh, the Chargers uh, just drafted, uh, I believe his name is Justin Hubert, out of Oregon to be their future franchise quarterback. So we'll get a first look at him. Yeah, it's definitely two teams with plenty of star power. You got Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, Cooper Cup on the Rams, and then you got a team with just as much star power in the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. Yep, Melvin Ingram. Um, You got two teams that are, you know, jockeying for power roles in their division. And, of course, we can't hide the fact that they're opening a mega stadium in SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. And that's something I'm just going to be pumped to see is I'm hoping they really dive into some of the behind the scenes that is going into the opening of the stadium during all this COVID-19 stuff. I know Alt 98.7, they have a partnership with the Chargers. There was supposed to be some kind of crossovers, you know, with having access to SoFi in the later mm-hmm. stage of the construction. But COVID obviously kind of threw a wrench in on some of those plans. You know, I like to watch those time lapse videos. So if it would have been really dope to get over there and then see some of the construction going down yeah. at SoFi Stadium. They just put up the Oculus scoreboard, which is massive to see. And I just can't wait to see inside SoFi Stadium and see the, the bells and whistles once it gets unveiled for everybody. I think it's so exciting. It's so cool. I've always wanted to be in a, an actual like brand new stadium. Now I think about the the newest one I've ever stepped foot into is the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Okay, yeah. But that was a hockey arena. Yeah. You know, which was nice, but it's 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 not yeah. to the magnitude of the level of an NFL stadium. No, and this is this isn't even an NFL stadium. This is a megaplex. Like oh, yeah. this is going to be the biggest yeah. North American stadium. This is a complex. Like Jerry World West and Jerry World doesn't get compared to many things, let alone in a negative manner. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually agree with Randy, too, to the point where uh, the newest arena I've ever been uh, was the T-Mobile Arena. That's where we went for the iHeart Music Festival last year. But the only uh, NFL type stadium I've been in, and this is using the terms NFL very loosely, is the L.A. Coliseum. I've never been inside an actual football stadium. So this is going to be my first time once they open up SoFi to the public, you know, after the whole virus thing ends. And it's going to be really cool to check out. And I believe this is going to have a bigger uh, jumbotron, like you said, with the the Oculus. I believe it is going to be uh, bigger than the one in Jerry's World in Dallas. So this whole thing is it's epic, I guess is the easiest way to describe it. It's amazing. Yeah, when we had Alter Ego at the forum over there, it's, you know, they're they basically share a parking lot. You could see SoFi Stadium from where we were at the forum, basically. 
and it was in the early stages of being built still and oh, it yeah. looked insane and it was just like the skeleton of it i haven't been over there in a couple months but i can only imagine what it looks like now with probably you know you got more of the outside structures being built the parking lot being built you got some more of the the shrubbery and plant life being built around it it's one of those things that changes the face of a city like la is already a place to be with plenty to do and then you're going to drop something like that with two football teams in the middle and the heart of los angeles it's, it's gonna, crazy it's going to be a life changer so yeah hard knocks in los angeles following the los angeles chargers and the los angeles rams I'm stoked for it. I love the behind the scenes, wired up, mic'd up segments that the NFL puts out. The NFL Films does some great stuff. And it's just going to be great to maybe get some more behind the scenes access to the opening of SoFi, to just what's gone into it, and to see the Rams and the Chargers progress into that new stadium and throughout the preseason um, with their roster moves and stuff. Okay, so I have a question for Tyler. Okay. How have you been sleeping, man? I know there's been some images released into the Twitter sphere lately. One with Tom Brady in a Bucks jersey, one with Rob Gronkowski in a Bucks jersey, you being an Atlanta Falcons fan, NFC South rival to those two now, to those to those two future Hall of Famers. How are you sleeping? Are you all right, man? You know, I'm I, I sleep with one eye open. That's that's the simplest <laughs> way to say it. it's it's it scares me. It's uh I know Randy said this, he's seen that meme where it says like I fear no man but that thing, and then I see the pictures of Gronk and Brady. I said that thing scares me. Um, that's pretty much what it is. Um, I am not going to lie. I am petrified. I am worried because, you know, we've become, we've come so far as a team, uh, for the Falcons, but you know, we've, we've never gotten over the Super Bowl hurdle. And of course it was Tom Brady who broke my heart and the hearts of Atlanta Falcons fans everywhere around the world. Um, it's a day we, it's a day of mourning really. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, someone put up on Twitter and I thought this was an interesting take. And they said that this uh, Tampa Bay Bucks team kind of has a vibe that the Brooklyn Nets did when they first moved to Brooklyn and they got Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, where, okay, cool, you have two future Hall of Famers on your roster, but is it necessarily going to work? And I kind of keep thinking about that and then said, that's true. Look, there's a lot of hype around this. I mean, how many times have we seen a quote-unquote dream team put on paper and then they actually come out and they are as flat as can be. There's no chemistry. I mean, the good thing about Gronk and Brady is that they've played together. So there's at least a little bit of chemistry there. But it's up to everybody else to see how the chemistry flows and how it's going to all come together. So am I nervous and am I scared? Yes. At the same time, I'm a little optimistic because I hope their season goes south. Not, of course, according to injury. I don't wish harm on anybody. But I do wish they do have a terrible season. That's funny. You told me yesterday you hope Tom Brady builds out his ankle. Yeah, weird. Why were you Googling did, did Tom say Brady's that. address? That's strange. Oh, uh, look, 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 look. I will why say are you, this why again. Were you looking not... up, why were you looking up humidity's effect on the ACL? That's weird. <laughs> okay, l listen, listen. I do not condone anything Randy is saying. He is on his own. I am not a part of this. But I you're am sending cases of vodka myself. to Gronkowski's house just for fun? You, were, you weren't hoping like a season ender hey, bender or a season hey, ending hey. Uh, rest or something? Hey, the man likes to party. I might, I might have shot a couple boxes of tequila. I, I will admit that. I might have done <laughs> oh that. Oh my god. All right. Well, that's good. I'm just glad you. I'm glad you're getting some good sleep, Tyler. We all know that you. Um, Dick. We all know that you have a questionable sleep cycle for some reason. Um, you, you stay up late. You wake up early, and um, I'm just glad you're getting your sleep when you can. And Gronk and Gronk and Tom Brady aren't haunting your dreams just yet. Who knows what it'll be like once they play the Falcons? What what week? Did you say week week three? I think they play each other. No, it's a week uh, week uh, fourteen, I believe. The first time you play them is week fourteen. 
I believe, yeah. It's it's. I remember right. saying it's that last chunk of the season. It's Tom Brady, then Patrick Mahomes, then another random game, and then Tom Brady again. Oh well, keep well. Enjoy Oof. your sleep until those weeks. Jesus, Jesus. Christ, yeah. murderers wrote in the season. Say, of, co- of course, it's going to be as soon as the division's on the line. I'm probably going to cry around that time. So we'll see. <laughs> but here's something. Here's something. So. You might not be getting good sleep, but you know who will be getting good sleep? Actually, in the same kind of area, in in Florida. I don't know if Orlando and Orlando and Tampa Bay close to each other. Uh no, eh. I don't think so. <laughs> no, they're okay. Well, they're, I don't know. They're in the same. They're in the same state. We'll, we'll just. Florida's kind of like Texas. Like San Antonio and Dallas are not close that, to each other, right? No, 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 yeah. they're not. Okay, well, That's whatever. Florida. That was a horrible segue. I'm gonna leave it in just so everybody can hear how horrible that was. The point I was trying to get to the Orlando NBA bubble. Some of the um, the amenities have been released. Oof. So I'm going to run through some of the stuff that the NBA players or the NBA teams, I should say, that are going to go travel to the NBA bubble to resume their regular season, to get their seating done for the NBA playoffs, and then proceed with the NBA playoffs in Orlando, the Worldwide Sports Academy on the Disney Resort down there. Here's some of the perks that come along with this bubble idea for the NBA players and select groups of their families. All right, guys, they will have access to... Unreleased movies such as Black Widow by Marvel, movie theaters for their teams, all access. They will have access to local resorts to golf, local excursions based around the Disney Resort. Okay. All food will be cooked by Disney chefs on site, culinary teams through the roof, wherever they want, whenever they need it. They will have player lounges within hotel movie theaters, barbers on the ready, manicures and spa services. Okay. Pools, biking trails, golf courses, like I mentioned. And exclusive access to events that will bring in world-class DJs and comedians brought to them by Disneyland and the resort. So all in all, a bunch of useless crap. So all in all, a bunch of stuff that they probably already get in their day-to-day lives. That's always been my thing, too, with like NBA players, especially NBA players, because the good players have a lot of money. It's like, how do you incentivize doing anything for professional athletes? We pay them so much nowadays. It's like, hey, come to Orlando. Uh, you know, all these these BS rules that you may not like, yada, yada, yada. But you get a barber at the ready. Oh, you can play 2K. We got a theater. We got a uh, Mickey Mouse can come hang out with you for dinner. Like, if you're an NBA guy, why do you care? You know, really, at the end of the day, you're just, if you're going, you're going to play. Right. All the, all the rest of this is just aesthetic. And it's and it, and it bears the question of why. Like, it's, why it's does it flex. matter? It's definitely a flex oh, by yeah. Disney and their by Disney and the you know the worldwide whatever it's called over in Orlando. It's a flex. Like, hey, look right. what we could do. And it is the perks for the family. It is to spruce it up because yeah, you yeah. should be going there to play basketball for however long you're in the playoffs. That's also why I think they're trying to do it is for the teams that are on the bubble and they know you know the Phoenix Suns aren't going to be there for more than whatever a week or two, mm-hmm. however long. Maybe they play their way into the A seed. Maybe the Magic play their way in or somebody falls out whatever somebody might play their way in and this i think is to appeal to those teams like hey you know you might be only here to get your ass kicked by lebron in the first round yeah but while you're here you get to ride the rides at disney world you get to see a dj you get to see black widow before anybody else has seen it stuff like that to make it really spruce it up yeah like hey you're stuck in here during a worldwide pandemic that may be you know resurging for a second spike you can't see the outside world but if you want to eat a churro and hang out with Doug from Up, you're more than welcome to. You know what I get from this? I get a real fire festival feeling from all this. I love it. You know, I, I love it. I was reading through this thing and I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. I don't think that it's not going to go off like Disney says it will because it's Disney. Disney's not Jaw Rule on some guy that has yeah. a bunch of money in his pocket. But my thing is, if this is supposed to keep them safe, the, these workers are being let in and out of the bubble daily. 
my my favorite thing too though is that oftentimes you forget that these companies they're not perfect they're not flawless disney is about as perfect as a company as you can get but this is something that's un that that's unprecedented you've never dealt with something yeah. like this before anything can happen and even disney for as perfect as a company as they are could potentially slip up and the uh, the results would be catastrophic for right. the league and they would look and i hate to use the word but they're going to look so dumb if all this blows up in their face but thank God they have 2K and you could watch uh, Black Widow two months in advance. But now you have COVID. Yeah. And one of the other wild things, too, is apparently there's going to be an anonymous tip line where players or you know faculty can call in and say, hey, so-and-so isn't following the rules. What are the odds that, let's say, um, the Nets are playing the Raptors tomorrow and someone like Kyrie or Dinwiddie, they're like, hey, man, I saw Pascal Siakam. He's not wearing his mask, you know, and they get that guy suspended for like the next game. What are the odds that we see something like that happen? You got to assume that there are NBA players on each team that are going to be in the bubble that are a little more cautious or overly protective. You know, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns lost his mom to the, the disease. Yeah. So like this hits home like this is not again, this has never been a, a fake thing to anybody. Yeah. There's been loss in the NBA. So some of these guys might be coming in with a little more uh, reluctance to be in the bubble in general. And then what if, you know, what if somebody who's, you know, was homies with Carl Anthony Towns sees somebody on their team and they're like, yeah, man, I kind of feel weird. Are they going to come to the forefront? Hey, LeBron is coughing over in the corner. What do I got to do? LeBron broke curfew. He was out of the bubble. What are we going to do? I just find it really hard. Kind of like when we would talk about the Raiders going to Vegas. I find it really difficult to believe that no NBA player is going to break the rules. Right. Especially when the rules are even more strict. And you think these guys... Oh, sure, someone's going to break the rules you could at be, some point. You could be in this all-exclusive, sweet-ass, you know, luxury resort. But guess what, dude? If they're going into the finals, if they're going into the Western and Eastern finals or however they decide to divide it up, that's two and a half months from now. Like, I'm sure an all, all inclusive luxury resort still gets tiring two and a half yeah. months into staying there. You can only watch Black Widow so many times, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just thought about something else, too. So the uh, Jazz are the number four seed in the West. What's the vibe going to be like the second that Rudy Gobert walks in? Are they just going to be like, hey, man, you know, long time no see? Are they're going to be like, hey, man, don't forget, you're the guy that screwed up this entire season in the first place, and you're basically the main reason why we're all here. <laughs> Rudy so Gobert what's shut gonna, down all You know, what's going to happen when he walks through the building? Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to that's gonna be a weird vibe when, like, you know, all the players are there like, oh, hey, the Jazz just pulled up. Rudy Gobert's here. So, it, I don't know. That's going to be a weird vibe. Right. It's this bubble thing is meant to protect in a lot of ways. I get the I get the outside access and it, it will, you know, it, it will serve its purpose. But yeah, that's a perfectly good example. You have a guy who legitimately tested positive and was the like final domino, the last straw that caused the NBA to shut down before all this started. How are players going to feel comfortable playing with this guy? But the fact that he was joking around, not taking it seriously, and apparently that's how it spread to his teammate Donovan Mitchell. I mean, that's you were the reason that all the leaks got canceled because you were the one that was being so obnoxiously careless. It's I don't know. Like I said, the vibe's just going to feel weird the second he walks in. So who knows, really? This is all up in the air still. And also, guys, it's June 18th when we're recording this. This all starts at the end of July. Like, this is yeah, my biggest thing. another six weeks. Dude, this is my biggest thing. When I'm doing my, my weekend shows on Fox Sports Radio, we're all mm -hmm. hashing out these, like, plans. Oh, you know, who has the inside edge? Who's blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm like, guys, we still have six weeks before this even gets underway.
this is insane to think about how how far away we are still from this and it's and we're we're salivating at this idea of possibly getting being able to watch them play yeah i wonder if there's going to be like some kind of camera crew that's going to be allowed to go in and basically film what it's like or you know what how each of the players are coping maybe instead of the last dance we can call it like the only dance since all the teams have to be something in one man place. like like know. like we were just talking about hard knocks you know i think we commented a little while back when when the bubble idea was proposed the behind the scenes access like one of the perks that is being listed on all these releases is the fact that these nba players are staying at the same hotels there's three different hotels and they're based on seating. So the Lakers and Clippers are going to be in the same hotel. You got these rival teams in the same hotels. But one of the perks is they say that there's going to be lounges for these NBA players to be able to come and play cards, come play dominoes, come play 2K. Like they better be GoPro set up at every damn table just to hear the the barbs, the back and forth, the homies, Absolutely. the dabs. You know, like this is some access that will never be available again at this level. But yeah, so we're still six weeks out, man. I hope we can find a fast forward button. I hope nothing derails these plans because it'd be nice to see some kind of basketball It'd be nice to see some kind of just live sport by this yeah. time. The NHL is supposed to be coming back at that time. They're like the ones. They're the one league that I feel that has kind of laid out the plan. I know we haven't really got the hub cities yet. It's right, supposed to be Vegas for the West. The but Premier League soccer came back. True, yeah, Premier League, some Euro leagues, some baseball leagues, and and you know across That's the right. pond and stuff like that. Yeah, but I think America's just sick of it. Like we're not we're not hyping up Korean baseball yeah. anymore. We're over that. We NASCAR's, want NASCARs, NASCARs, NASCAR still. NASCAR know. was fun for like a week. Alvin Kamara went to a a, a race to to see Bubba Watson, right. and then after that, they're like, all right, well, when stuff coming back? Golf, Another yeah, golf is still golf. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> that's so funny. You mentioned golf is still golf because I, I I believe the consensus of America was like, you know what? If there's anything that could save this terrible time right now, it's golf. And then they turn on the TV and they're like, nope, golf nope. is still golf. Wow, golf without hey, fans hey. is actually kind of harder to watch. Yeah, golf. To, to be fair. I, I was interested in seeing if golf could get any more boring than it already is. And what do you know? Golf proved me wrong again by being Look, more to, boring than to, usual. To be fair, the the Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady thing, that was actually fairly that entertaining was gimmick to watch. golf, dude. You that was had, gimmick you golf. Were, you had mic'd up. You had football legends. Nobody's watching just the 38th and 45th guy on the back eight or the back nine or wherever the hell the number they are. Yeah. Like because, give me, just because they're mic'd. Give me John Cena and uh, I don't know, uh, Ch Chad Pennington or something playing, uh, playing mini golf and I'll tune in for sure. But if you give me that like the most random combination, if you of give me I just random, if you give me just, I mean, obviously not random people, professionals in their own respect, playing professional golf. I'm just, I'm going to lose interest, you know? And, and it's like, What's so funny is sports have been gone out of our lives for about four months, right? Give or take four months. Yeah. So Premier, like four years. Premier League soccer comes back, and in a matter of one day, Premier fans are already pissed off because of the VAR system. Yeah. So there's a shot on the the game the other day. I believe it was Newcastle playing. I, I could be entirely wrong. I'm probably wrong. The goalie catches the ball in the goal, an obvious goal. And the referees don't allow it. And suddenly all the sports fans that miss sports were like, you know what? I'm over this. I hate the league. I hate the season. Just cancel it all together. So right back to where we started. Yeah. You can never please people. It just it's it's a never-ending circle. It will be awesome. It will be awesome. The first NBA game back. Oh yeah. The first NBA game back. And then they will start bitching and moaning about replays at the final minute. Yeah. Oh, this is slowing it down. Or the first pass interference call where the Twitter just blows up on the NFL. It's like, oh, we're back. We're Dude, back to normal, baby. This never-ending circus with the MLB, it's all just a recipe for disaster. Fans are already 
They already hate the owners. Half of the fans don't even know who their owners are and look them up just to explicitly say right. that they hate them. Right. You know, and and now it's like everyone hates the hates the commissioner. He's probably the most. I'm not even kidding. He's probably the most disliked person in America right now by yep. the mass majority of sports People fans. People who aren't even baseball fans haven't turned on baseball in years. Hate Rob Manfred. Just they hate because him. Of the headlines. They hate him. Nothing happened to the Red Sox. Nothing happened to the Astros, and now this jagoff won't even let the seasons. It's just, it's, it's a never-ending thing of people just getting really pissed off, really annoyed. Here's my thing, though. Scenario: the season starts. Your favorite baseball player, who is hitting dingers the year prior and the season prior, who hasn't picked up a bat in three months, goes up to bat hitting absolute ducks, which is probably going to happen. Some players who were great last year are probably going to underperform this year. I oh, can yeah. already imagine the ish storm on Twitter and social media. Yeah, because then it's, oh, why do we rush back for this? And then the same people that were talking yeah. ish about not getting a season are the ones going to be saying, oh, this isn't real. This put an asterisk on the World Series. This doesn't yeah. mean anything. So I know Tyler had a Tyler had a tweet about from the latest on the MLB. Randy mentioned it. MLB is the, the one league that just seems to be working their way backwards. The NHL has put out their statements. They got guys on the ice training. They feel like as a league are moving towards the start they might not have the details ironed out but there hasn't been any backlash the nba has a plan they have dates they have locations they have return to training dates and the mlb keeps walking in the mud pooping their pants they're getting poo-pooed on by everybody in the media by people that aren't even mlb fans and most recently it seems like there's a little traction Tyler has a tweet that I think just came out a little bit before we started podcasting, if you want to read it. Okay, so yeah, yesterday, uh, Ken Rosenthal, one of the biggest uh, baseball writers in the country, he tweeted out saying that MLB had came up with another proposal, and the two main things, uh, besides the players getting most of their salary, the two main things were that MLB uh, proposed a 60-game season, and the most interesting thing I th uh, I read is that the DH, the designated hitter position, would be both in the American and the National League. So that'd be a little bit more of an even uh, of an even playing field for uh, both leagues. Uh, he tweeted out just a little bit ago that um, the MLB Players Union is preparing a counter proposal. They want about seventy games. So I think right now what's going to end up happening is we're probably going to get somewhere in the middle so we'll probably get about 65 ish games but it appears that after manfred uh rob manfred the commissioner of baseball uh the other day said hey there's not a good chance that we're going to basically play this season a bunch of the players started tweeting out tell us when and where and those three words when and where have basically sparked this back up again because it's showing look this is all manfred the players want to play you just tell us when and where and that's that's all they want so We'll see what happens. Like I said, uh, the MLB Players Union is proposing 70 games. They might meet halfway and do 65. But for now, and I say this very lightly, for now, there looks like a chance we could have half a season of baseball. So let's all cross our fingers. For now. Oh, yay. For now. And that's that was... I gave my I gave my emotional rant on the MLB and why I was pissed off at them. I'm still pretty pissed off, which is why I don't really want to dive into for now talk. You know, uh, speculating on speculation is just something that just sucks all the time. And we gave them 45 minutes to an hour and talking about how pumped we were. And then it all fell apart. And now we're, we're grasping at straws again on every tweet that comes out from rando writer and rando writer. And next thing you know, we record this. By the time this airs, we could be back in Rob Manfred sucks territory because he said F the season. It's not happening. So MLB, get your ish together, please. 
It's like it's kind of like when Kawhi was allegedly coming to the Lakers, right? And everybody knew. Everybody had the right report. Everybody had a source. I think it was yesterday. No, not yesterday. Uh, Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Uh, I I don't even know the name. I I know he's on a WFAN in New York. He basically said that the seasons go, the se- they're close to an agreement. They're just they're just polishing it off, making it nice and shiny. And then the MLB Players Association comes out and says we're nowhere near an agreement. Right. Yeah, dude. And it's like, dude, where, then where the hell are you getting these sources that's from? That's the thing, dude. And everybody, that's my problem with Twitter culture and the gotta break it first thing, because everybody's rushing to break it first. And unless they're bona fide, and for something like this, your source isn't going to be a hundred percent correct. No. So the second you send out something. It's going to have tremendous pushback, and you're just trashing your own cred. Or my favorite thing, too, they, they, they know it's not legitimate. They know it doesn't have some legs. Or if they do, most of them, they're just old people who don't realize how social media works and how things get around. Right. And so they're like, you know what? We're just going to say this, and whatever happens, happens. I say we start, we start our own headline and see if we can get some, uh, we can get some grounds. Tyler, brainstorm a, brainstorm a headline for us real fast. Brainstorm a headline for us for Major League Baseball. Kike Hernandez yeah, okay. is scared of turtles. <laughs> okay, well that's we're gonna pump that's that a random headline. I have a source. My source is Randy. My sources tell me that Kike Hernandez is indeed afraid of turtles. Oh, you heard it here first. Heard it here first. Tailgater reporting live. I mean, not, I mean, nobody cares about where it comes from. You just want to tweet it out and be first. So. No one cares about fact checking it. So if you wanna, if you wanna know, my sources do indicate recently. Uh, my my very reliable sources have indicated to me that Kike Hernandez is in fact scared of turtles. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> my sources has confirmed that Aaron Rodgers hates Randy. Who? Your sources are wrong, okay? <laughs> My sources are right. Okay, while Tyler gets out on the printing press, I think we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, make sure to follow Tailgater Sports on Instagram, at Tailgater Sports. Check out tailgatersports.com for all your download links, whether you want to listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn. It's all there for you in one convenient location, tailgatersports.com, Tailgater Sports on Instagram. We got funny memes, funny clips from the podcast, Jump in the comment sections, weigh in on what we're talking about. We'll jump in there and have a chat with you too. Randy, how can they find you on social media and give them a parting thought? You can find me at Hey It's Randall. That's Randall with one L. And you know what my parting thought is? Uh, sports, I'm glad you're slowly beginning to come back. I miss you, NHL. I'm going to try to get myself into the NBA playoffs because, you know, I have something to watch at least, be excited for something. Baseball, eh, whatever. Take your time. Tyler, social media plug and your final thought of the day. So you can find me at Tyler the Board Op on both Instagram and Twitter and MLB. Don't screw this up. I'm talking to you, man, Fred. You don't you don't you screw this up. I'm coming after you, man. I will come after you. Tyler will write a breaking headline about you and he will not be nice because yeah. he has sources. <laughs> and I have sources. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Roberts11 or on Instagram at eSoundwave. Shout out to all the weird, wacky sports people out there. The paintballers, the cornholers, the horseshoe throwers, the croquet players. You guys are athletes, too, and we love talking about you. We need to sprinkle in some wacky world of sports more often, I think. Until next time, guys, peace out. Have a good one.